Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. Hey folks, I'd like to thank Tower Tracker Pro for sponsoring this episode, towertrackerpro.com. They have all your closeout package needs. When you want to get it done right the first time, one site visit, they can walk through the closeout package step-by-step, upload it to the cloud, and someone remotely can look at it, and bam, you're done. One visit, they can have everything verified before they leave, make sure the picture's right and the data's right. TowerTrackerPro.com. Hey, welcome back to Wade for Wireless, WadeForWireless.com. Today, I talk about smart cities again because I love the topic of smart cities. That is so interesting to me because there's so much to do in a smart city and everyone looks at it differently. But today, we're going to concentrate on the infrastructure. Specifically, the smart city needs a big belly. You heard me, the smart city needs a big belly. What is Big Belly? I'm going to explain that, but I have the help of two people from Big Belly that are going to explain the evolution. I said evolution. I I know it's evolution, right? But I'm trying to stress the E. It's not a revolution. It's an evolution of the way this company has morphed, just like the way cities have become smart cities. They keep getting better. They keep getting smarter. Well, Big Belly, B-I-G-B-E-L-L-Y, BigBelly.com, they actually improved waste management to the point where they are no longer just a waste removal system, which every city needs. It's not a question of wants. It's what they need. They've taken away to improve the waste management system to go beyond just waste management to where they could compact the trash, get five times the trash in one can. They could do that with solar power. And now they've taken it to the point where these boxes can house small cells. They can house Wi-Fi. They can be the backbone and an integral part, a very important part of any smart city infrastructure. They are actually improving what these things can do, not only what they can do, but everything they can do. They're not just for waste removal anymore, folks. Who do I have on? I have on Layla Dillon, who is a VP of Marketing and Distribution for North America for Big Belly. She's been there since 2014. She's still there today, obviously, because she was a a big part of this interview and she really gets it. She gets the big picture. She helped explain how important it is and that, that cities look at everything they have and get the most out of every piece of street furniture they have. Yes, waste removal is part of the infrastructure of any city, much less a smart city. And now that you can do so much more with it, she explains how they really get it and what they use it for. And the guy that helped her figure all this out, at least the tech part, is the VP of Advanced Technology at Big Belly, Joe Ryan. And they were both nice enough to get in the show today, talk to me about this, let me interview them. And it's a wealth of information. You really have to listen. I wrote up quite a bit in the blog, but I really recommend listening to the whole thing. It's a long podcast because there's so much information in here. And The reason I look at this as an evolution, not a revolution, because smart cities have evolved. Big Belly has taken waste removal and evolved it into, like I said, an important part of smart city infrastructure. Something that can not only remove the waste, compact the waste, track the waste, you can get data analytics from. They have IoT capabilities to actually track that analytics real time. And 
They build a box that can house small cells, Wi-Fi, let's say LTEU in the future, CBRS bands, anything you want there. And think about it. Waste removal is generally where the people are. It's not out in the middle of nowhere. Could be. You know, there are parks, and they do have solutions for that, too, with solar panels, so you don't need power. Now, when I say solar panels, you know, obviously, you're limited on what you can and cannot do there. But I'm telling you, this is gold. It's something that a lot of the cities are going to get anyway. So why not get the biggest bang out of your buck? Why not use this service the best way you can so you can grow your smart city now and into the future? Plan ahead. I know. I got. I'm getting off that. <laughs> I'm starting to preach now. I'm sorry, but tell you what. Here's the interview. It's a gold one. Gold, gold, gold. I'll be back at the end. Enjoy. Hey everybody. Today on the call, which is really exciting for me, I have someone who is really connected to the smart city in a way you probably just never thought of. And I, I, I just find that most people probably just thought this was already out there. It's such a natural fit. And the company's name is Big Belly. What a great name, right? And today I have with me from Big Belly, I have Joe Ryan, advanced technology guy, you know, super, super smart guy, <laughs> so we can ask him all the questions. And I have Leela Dillon for marketing, for marketing for the company. And what I want to do is just bring them on and have them, they'll talk a little bit about Big Belly and what the product is. Because most of you, like me, probably are not as familiar with this as you thought, but yet it seems like such a natural fit. So with that said, hey, welcome to the show, Joe and Leela. Hi, thanks so much for having us. We're very happy to be on the call. Ah, great. I'm happy to have you. Now, I don't know which one of you wants to start, but give us a little background on Big Belly, the product, Big Belly, the company, and then maybe how you fit into the smart city, the smart campus, and, and this can be high level, right? We'll drill down a little later, but yeah, just give us some background about, and if you want to talk about what you guys do there, that's fine, and then maybe get into the, you know, the company a little bit. You bet, absolutely. We're happy to jump in. Um, again, my name is Leela Dillon. I run the marketing efforts here at Big Belly, and I'm joined by Joe Ryan, who runs the Advanced Technologies Group here. Um, a little bit of background on the company. We've been doing uh, smart waste and recycling systems now for, geez, almost 14 years. Uh, we were founded on the premise that there has got to be a better way of managing and operating waste uh, operations in public spaces, in cities and in towns and in college campuses, etc. And so often you would see these waste bins out there, these open waste bins that um, you know no one knew when they were filling, no one knew when they were overflowing, and that sort of thing. And so the whole idea was there has to be a much better way of understanding what your fleet out on the street looks like, what their fullness levels are, and how to better keep up with it. And so you know the first generations of our product were really solar-powered compacting waste bins that because of the compacting technology that were inside of them, we were able to handle about five times the amount of capacity of a standard bin that you might have out there and therefore uh, reduce collection significantly simply by putting more capacity out on the street. Um, the second part of that is, of course, um, knowing how full they are. And so collectors would go by and, and look at our lighting mechanism on the outside of our devices and know whether they needed to stop and pick up that station or whether they could continue along their way. 
Um, over time, as technology changed over the years, we were lucky to benefit from cloud connection and really being able to put smarts inside of these stations so that we had sensors always knowing their fullness levels communicate to the cloud into a main software dashboard that we call CLEAN, whereby we could tell any given city, let's say, for example, they have a thousand big belly stations out there that potentially only, you know, 2% or 4% of them need to be collected, and they could, of course, direct their efforts to just those stations and, and really increase their productivity and benefit from, you know, gaining back all of those labor hours to do much more meaningful work. Um, and so, you know, the net of our core premise is really about having a very smart and connected platform out there in cities that enables them to be much more productive in their overall waste management operations. With the compactor, is that where Big Belly came from? Because of the compact, I'm just curious where the name came from. Such a great name, <laughs> but yeah, it did. You know, um, it it actually started out years and years ago um, along the lines of a of a particular sea creature that um, is able to eat a whole lot of things in the sea and 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 um, get bigger and bigger, and so. The neat thing about a big belly station, we have both high capacity stations and standard capacity stations. Our high capacity stations have the compactor inside, therefore they can capture so much more capacity than a standard bin that you may have out there. And hence the name big belly because we can capture so much more than a traditional bin. Such a great story. <laughs> I just love it. So. What I was really interested in, obviously that that's cool, but you guys have come a long way since your solar panels and, and compactor days. Now, uh, I, I would say IoT, Internet of Things, but now you can monitor remotely how much garbage is in there. You can put small cells in there. You can put, and, and if, if you guys don't want to talk about any of this, that's fine, but on your website, I mean, it's like the ultimate smart city street furniture that you can put out there. You know, it's just a great piece of furniture. Well, you know, we certainly appreciate you acknowledging that. Here's, here's the net of it. You know, we've been, as I said, doing this for quite some time, and we've been lucky enough to work with, you know, so many of the top cities around the globe. And therefore, you know, we have this piece of street furniture out there, this piece of infrastructure that's connecting to the cloud, and it's self-powered. And so... Just by nature of what we do, we have to be exactly where the people are. And so as we look forward in terms of what more can we do, we have this smart waste and recycling system that is deployed in you know over 54 countries around the globe. But what we're really looking at doing is what other things can we bring to these cities? We are a platform that has been a form factor that is accepted and we are ubiquitous, and therefore when you have those two things and, and we benefit from um, generating our own power and being in these locations, we realize that there's so much more we can be delivering to these communities in which we serve. And it's everything from, you know, something simple that we released last year, Wi-Fi hotspots, being able to, you know, propagate a park 
with Wi-Fi without having to drop any power or any plugs simply by putting in their system, well, that's a fantastic benefit to a park system or a transit system or that kind of thing. Other things that we've been able to do are also things like put in beacon networks or sensor networks and, and really be able to use the infrastructure as a host location for other things that cities are trying to do. And then as you touched upon, um, other things that are also in the works and in various stages of development are even things like being able to put small cell into this infrastructure. You know, that happens to be exactly where the people are. We're in cities that are constantly struggling to keep up with the bandwidth deficit that is, is happening with all the reurbanization efforts. So what better way to, to help try to tackle that problem than use our infrastructure, which is exactly where the people are, and being able to benefit by putting in some of these technologies and infrastructure right into this environment where we are. See, that's what I love about that's what I love about it. That's why I couldn't wait to get you guys on because A, you've taken care of the garbage problem. B, you've taken care of the power problem because you have solar power. See, you can monitor everything if you have some type of wireless backhaul. People can see how much garbage is out there. So you can see how much, you can see when you need to go out and replace, like, like empty it, let's say, the garbage in real time. You can also track it because tracking, as funny as it is, we always bring up the immediate thing, right? We always bring up the immediate thing like, oh, it's full, let's go out and empty it. But over time, you can really track like how busy that area is by, based on the garbage that goes in the can and fills it up. And that the analytics is just huge because now they can tell, hey, we had an event, we had to empty it, hypothetically. Let's say we had to empty that particular bin four or five times in one day. So now we know during that event, we just plan on going out there these particular times of the day. I, I just think that's why for a smart city, a smart campus, for anything like that, I was just so impressed by your product. So going moving on, what what gave you the idea to keep pushing for new options? Like when I went to your website, you have GPS, Wi-Fi in it, and you have small cells in it, and you just kept going on and on, and yet it's still a nice-looking unit. You know, it isn't like you uh, – not like you're taking over a city block, if you know what I mean. It's You made it, it clean-looking. You made it useful, practical. You made it so cities would really want to have something like that in their city, in public places, where the people are. I mean, who kept coming up with the new ideas? Well, yeah, it, it, you know, it really is, the, first and foremost, it's an essential utility, right? So every city needs to have this, just like they need to have light poles and they need bus stops, right? They need information kiosks around the city. Public waste, the public waste infrastructure is an essential utility that does map exactly where the people are, you know, spending, congregating, right? Um, and you know, the the idea of then kind of leveraging the presence in the right of way to provide you know to to co-locate you know additional capabilities that are required by by the city themselves or for the benefit of residents it just seemed like a natural extension right so the first things were you know as Leela mentioned you know we were really one of the first Internet of Thing things before there was really such a a, a term, right? We put the, <laughs> yeah. the smart communications in back in you know 2010 or so, right? And um, and so we really were we're flowing that data up 
to our own private cloud before you know this whole notion of cloud computing became as well understood as it is uh, as it is today. So we've been doing this for a long time, and now you know not only are we uh, using that data to improve you know the collections, but now uh, the data around public waste is now flowing up via APIs to mayoral level dashboards. So you know, on a different policy level, they're able to track what's happening in different sections of the city, and that information is getting shared, uh, you know, at a different level. So we, we truly are participating in the, you know, kind of the broader ecosystem of, uh, of smart city by sharing, sharing data, right? And, and that has implications, you know, by uh, using the data to, historic data to get predictive routing, right, and to optimize the efficiency of, uh, of the collection operations, the people, the truck rolls, right? You have tremendous, tremendous implications, right? If we can eliminate, uh, you know, thousands of truck rolls a year, then you know, that's a lot of noise mitigation uh, and environmental benefits that, you know, that accrue, accrue to the city, right? Um, the fact that we have real estate in the right of way, right, is core and, and you know, the, one of the challenges with the deployment of, of the infrastructure is that, um, you know, people don't want to see it, right? They, 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 every, everybody realizes that they get benefit from it. The city knows they need to, to encourage the build-out of this infrastructure to, you know, for economic development purposes, right? And people want it, but they don't want to see it. They also realize that if every device that needs to get out you know, into the right-of-way, every sensor, uh, every piece of the infrastructure needs its own power source, uh, needs its own backhaul, it's going to be an aesthetic nightmare, right? So the idea is that we can make um, you know, the, the Big Belly Station available as a piece of shared infrastructure. We bring power, we bring backhaul to it, we then have the physical capacity to cite, you know, whatever instrumentation is necessary in that particular location, right? Could be something as simple as, you know, a, you know, a sensor of some sort, maybe a location beacon to uh, enable for wayfinding, et cetera, right? Or, um, you know, as, as we progress, uh, being able to deploy uh, small cell radios and, and the antennas, right, out in the infrastructure in a way where it doesn't add to the street clutter. Um, the Big Belly stations are already there. They're accept accepted from an aesthetic point of view, and we can just make this infrastructure blend in plain sight, right? Nobody really even notices that it's there. See, that's what I think, that's what's so genius about the whole thing. So uh, hypothetically, whenever people start putting out like Wi-Fi or small cells, they could just go in one of these and they wouldn't, and no one would even know it. No one would see it. No one would know it's there except by the signal on their phone. But what about zoning and permitting? Have you dealt with issues like that in cities uh, when they put stuff like that in there? Do you still have to do a permit to put something in there? I would imagine you do, but I don't know. Have you dealt with that? Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right, right? But the, you know, I think that what we, uh, the, the big advantage that we have versus uh, other form factors, quite frankly, is that this is something that the cities want, right? It is an essential yeah. service. They know that uh, if they bring this system in, right, first off, you know, there's going to be immediate 
environmental and social benefits that, that Layla, you know, that Layla described, right? For instance, the other day, you know, New York City announced a $32 million rat mitigation program, and at the <laughs> core of it is, you know, is the deployment of these big belly stations in, you know, high density areas where there are there are rodent problems, quite quite frankly, right? But this gives us a right to be on the street, right? The city wants us there for for essential public health and safety purposes, right? So now we're there, and uh, the form factor just, you know, is, is as accepted as a mailbox, right? So people don't even see it, you know, essentially. And, you know, it's extensible by, okay, so we're there performing the essential service. If, you know, for instance, a small cell is required, we can just extend the cabinet to accommodate, you know, accommodate the small cell radios, or Wi-Fi or whatever, you know, whatever it is, right? So we, we, we overcome the first hurdle, which really is the design committees and the, aesthet the aesthetics, right? Because we're already there. And we're there at the city's uh, behest because, you know, quite frankly, <laughs> they're paying us to deploy these things, right? It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not like the carriers that are going in and having to, to fight their way to get you know, to get some real estate, right? The cities are paying us to do this already, right? And now we're able to come and say, look, we can do, we can not only perform our core function, but we can, you know, uh, co-locate all these other things that are essential to you or your, you know, businesses, residents, and, and some departments, right? And so the value proposition goes up for the city. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea is that we can then empower the city to shape how this infrastructure gets deployed. It's not, you know, it, it takes a fairly acrimonious relationship and turns it around to the city saying, all right, the city's going to get a, an essential benefit and they're going to be able to shape the aesthetics on which this in, in which this infrastructure gets deployed by making this siting option or pre-approving this siting option uh, for uh, for the deployment of, of wireless infrastructure, right? So that that's really kind of the equation. We're going to we're we're trying to empower the cities with this option to get it deployed, to make these sites then available to the industry, so they can very seamlessly come in, deploy the infrastructure in a manner that is aesthetically and economically viable for for all parties. Could could you talk about some of your customers or some projects you've done where? It, it morphed from uh, uh, waste management into something more like like what, I, what I'm interested in is how you you went from the uh, uh, trash compacting box into putting sensors in, tracking the data, uploading stuff to the cloud. Could you talk about some projects like that? Sure, absolutely. I mean, um, the 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 benefit for us is we have been lucky enough to be deployed pretty globally at this point. I mean, we're deployed in 54 different countries and in all 50 wow. U.S. states. So part of our process is really working on a customized individual basis with any city and understanding, you know, what are their core goals and how can we help them meet those goals. And it always starts with putting in, you know, a smart waste and recycling system uh, or, or even just a smart waste system depending on what they're doing. And, and again, having them learn how to benefit from the metrics that we provide, the reporting that's part of our system, being able to track and measure their diversion rates year over year or quarter after quarter. 
Um, all, all sorts of different things are important to different cities. As Joe had mentioned before, you know, I know it's hard to imagine, but oftentimes we're pulled into a city because they really have a massive rat infestation problem that they're trying to address. And so, you know, the nice thing about a big belly system is that we're completely enclosed. We remove the food from, from you know, the pest source and therefore the pests tend to go away and it, and it can make a markable difference. And so in any one of our deployments, we spend time understanding is it to clean up the streets and be focused on beautification? Is it because they want um, to increase their productivity and have, you know, a much more optimized collection program in place? Is it because they want to implement sustainable solutions? and keep trucks off the street? Is it because they have a pest problem? Is it because they have um, a, a network uh, issue, a bandwidth issue, and, and we're, one, we're one additional way of addressing it? And so I think the answer here is that each one of our cities gets a very customized um, uh, approach to how we deploy, both in terms of what configuration of stations, how many stations, what the different options they may they may want, whether it's Wi-Fi, whether it's you know uh, beacon networks, it's sort of really working individually with with our customers and making sure that we address you know their needs today and also can plan for their needs of next year and the year after. When when you work with cities up front, I mean it must take a lot of planning and organization and and because you know cities come in all sizes, you, like you mentioned, New York City. And yet, there's also like towns of 50 cities, cities of 50,000, cities of 150,000, and cities of millions. Like when when you start with something like that, how do you break it down into something manageable? I mean, it must be something when the city says, like like we were just talking about, we have a rat infestation problem, and then you talk with the city and you say, you know, we can not only clean that up, but we can pave your way to the beginnings of a smart city. You know, and you know what I'm trying to say. I mean. It, it must be so interesting once you lay out all the options that they could do and how it's expandable and, and how it, it takes care of not just one problem, but really you're knocking down a set of dominoes of, of issues that you're going to have down the road. Where do you start? I guess you start with the trash collection, but how do you move beyond that? Well, yeah, I think that's, that's you're, you're very right in, in what, you're, what you're saying, and that's really one of the interesting dynamics around smart city and the, the evolution that's happening uh, within the cities themselves, and um, you know, there are an awful lot of silos within a city on a departmental level around IT and other, you know, n other infrastructure uh, programs. And what what Smart City is doing, and what the 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 expanded role of the CIO of the city and the the innovation. Uh, offices and teams that a lot of the major cities uh, have brought in to to champion the smart city initiatives is they're breaking down those silos by uh, aggregating you know and attempting to aggregate data and to bring it up you know organizationally up to the mayoral level so that they uh, have a dashboard where they have visibility into you know, into what's going on in the different departments. Right, and uh, you know, for from speaking from kind of a big belly perspective, um, you know, our core customer typically would be the streets department, department of public works, etc. 
And now what's happening is that uh, while they certainly are a, you know, a core stakeholder, we are now you know, involved with uh, other, other departments that have a stake, that certainly the CIO and the innovation team offices. You know, a lot of the cities are looking for uh, ways of attracting uh, private investment in public infrastructure. So the idea of these PPP partnerships that uh, get subsidies for uh, investments in the cities, like conversion of uh, incandescent lights to LEDs, right? Conversion of you know bus stops and upgrading of the bus stops, right? All of these things are happening versus uh, via PPP partnerships that the innovation teams are driving and uh, the modernization of the uh, the city public waste infrastructure is also happening um, via you know via these partnerships. So we're we're exposed at you know kind of the mayoral level, the innovation team level. That then ties in the CIOs, right? So yeah, see. That's the thing with small cells and with Wi-Fi, the city's taken an asset that they've had there for quite some time that they said, you know, I know they know it's necessary for the city to keep it clean and the residents, but now they can actually, in theory, make money off that. They can actually get a little bit of income by leasing that space out, say, to a wireless, and this is, you know, I, I don't know what your plans are, but hypothetically leasing it out to a wireless carrier, to a Wi-Fi provider, so the city really could see a payback on these in the long run, looking at the big picture. I mean, have you guys even thought that? Thought about that? I'm sure you did, but do, do you guys include that as part of your business plan when you're rolling out to these cities? Yeah, at, 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 absolutely. Right. It's you know the the, the value proposition and, and value is direct and, and indirect. Right. The the value of you know of Wi-Fi uh, isn't necessarily. Uh, in you know in direct dollars by making public Wi-Fi available, but it's it's in the it's in the value of making public spaces uh, more accommodating to people where they want to sit in a park and have access to information and can enjoy you know enjoy the park a little bit more. It's it's attacking the the, the digital divide that is so essential for uh, so many cities and is and is a mayoral initiative. So that you know it brings value in you know in that way. You know, in a in a tangible way, you know, the big billies in, in you know in certain cities are um, you know do host uh, host advertising, which uh, you know cities at this point <laughs> you know welcome uh, as a uh, as a revenue source, right? So so a uh, a city that's looking to pull, to deploy big bellies can you know offset some of that cost by making the skins of the big belly available as a uh, as a media platform. Right, so we can bring value that way on the outside, and then you know, as you alluded to, uh, if we can make the, uh, the 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 real estate available in the right of way for lease by the carriers and other infrastructure providers, you know, the city can benefit from uh, participating in uh, as as the uh, landlord in you know in in, in that business. You know, I didn't think about it. Yeah, you just mentioned about advertising. Well, you, you you said about advertising on the outside. I mean, I never even thought about that. Yeah, you could make money or, or promote the city, which is probably what they want to do. I, I don't know. That's that's such a cool concept. And with digital signage, you would probably need power. But with digital signage, you could even put up a screen now because they're so thin. They make them for outdoors. 
That would be cool. Well, that's you know that's that's right, and that's you know that's just kind of one more evolution of you know of of the station, right? So what we're trying to do is to to build off the you know the essential uh, ubiquity, uh, you know, the essential service and ubiquity of these stations, right? There are you know there are thousands and tens of thousands of public waste stations in in cities. So as you know, the opportunity really is to modernize that infrastructure from you know. Open top steel, you know, wire canisters to, you know, a, a smart station that has all the benefits we've been we've been talking about, uh, and then to extend the utility of that station uh, over time to address the needs of that particular neighborhood and that particular uh, location, right? And you know, in some core areas, right, we have hundreds of these, for instance, around. Times Square and Lower Manhattan and you know other other high density touristy kinds of areas around the world. You know today we're putting the wrap ads on them, but certainly the opportunity exists to you know add a digital screen uh, to to the station to uh, provide for you know citizen engagement information, transportation information, community updates, as well as uh, you know use. Uh, have paid sponsorships that uh, uh, you know bring revenue to the city for use of use of the right of way. Well, that's that's a, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing how it evolved. You know, it's just <laughs> just like you were saying. It's it's like an evolution, and the, yeah. the the evolution went beyond the garbage, but it went it went beyond the can, beyond the canister, to high tech. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's my job here is uh, beyond the bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's why you're the high-tech no, it, really, it really is. We have, we have this real estate, and, you know, the, the, the cities want to maximize the use of the right-of-way, right? They, they, they don't want, you know, quite frankly, they'd rather have a carrier uh, making the investment and, and using a city asset to deploy that infrastructure then that revenue stream skipping over them and going to a private landlord, right? This is a way of them maximizing the number of siting options that they can make available to the industry within the right-of-way and to leverage that right-of-way for the benefit of the citizens, the businesses, and the residents of the city. Oh, wow, that's cool. Well, what, what's next for Big Belly? Do you guys have something new in mind? Do you have? Is there anything you want to talk about, like any... Any uh, any exciting new changes that you, you're going to try to implement or roll out, or even any any new projects you guys might want to talk about? Well, um, you know, I think we we really have been you know during this conversation kind of projecting what we see as the future is uh, taking our you know our smart waste platform and really trans transforming it into a smart city platform that performs an essential service, but at the same time is capable of co-locating and hosting all kinds of the different elements of, of the infrastructure. And, um, you know, we're, we're embarked on doing that kind of from a physical product level, and we think we have that well in hand. And I think over the next uh, six months, you can look forward to a number of pretty exciting uh, announcements from us. Uh, can't make them today, but these things are, are well down the path. And then as part of that, as you alluded to, we need to get the alignment with the uh, the ecosystem of players, so in working with the carriers and the radio equipment vendors 
for both small cell and DAS and IoT infrastructure. And all of that is kind of coming together and then uh, working with the cities to, to understand from their perspective what are all the requirements that uh, have to be met in order to you know, deploy this in, in the right of way. And those pieces are coming together and the, uh, the reaction that we're getting from the cities is very, very positive in that you know, they know that they need to modernize, they need to embrace this, but they need to do it in a way that is aesthetically um, responsible from a street state perspective, and they know that there is a balancing act that in order to attract this investment, it has to be economically viable for the vendors that want to provide the service, and they can't, you know, they have to, they have to strike that balance, and we think that we have a pretty exciting platform that's going to allow the municipalities, the wireless industry, uh, to come together and have a very, very uh, aesthetic and economic uh, deployment platform that you know, complements the other the other siting options that uh, that exist. I got to tell you, I love it. I think it's such a cool product. I think for the foundation of a smart city, it's just amazing. And I, that's why, I, like I said, that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's just amazing how far you've come. I mean, it just blows my mind and. My last question, and I, I already told you guys what this question was. So you go out in public and you tell people you're with Big Belly. I mean, how do people react to that? Does anybody know what Big Belly is outside <laughs> outside of the people that buy it or use it? I mean, I'm a, at parties, I could just imagine saying, oh, I work for Big Belly. And people saying, what, what is that? Is that a burger place or what is Big Belly? <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's it's it really is a great name. It really resonates with uh, with people, and once you describe it, uh, inevitably, you know, with we've got you know forty something thousand of these spread around the globe, uh, that uh, chances are pretty high that someone's actually already a user. So, um, it, you know, it connects with people very, uh, very, very quickly. It's one of those aha things, right? It's just like, man, why didn't I think of that? And um, oh, it is. It's brilliant. And if anyone goes to BigBelly.com. I love looking at your website because what's funny is I've seen this so many times and it just, you know, obviously I didn't think, hey, that must, I will now, but I, before I didn't think that's a big belly box. But when people see them on your website, I mean, immediately they'll know that they've, they've used it or, or, you know, at least they've at least seen them in the cities because it's, you know, has a, has a pretty cool look, you know, and it's it's very obvious when you see one of these in the city, but you don't think about it. You know, you just just throw your garbage away or you put your recycling in it. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah, it's, it's in the city. You know, the other big market for us is universities, and where you know the universities, these are you know most campus environments are you know very uh, you know aesthetically important, right? The look of the campus, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, but you know, also the you know the idea of uh, reusable energy, renewable energy, uh, sustainability by adding recycling to, you know, to the mix and, and kind of instilling that in the in the campus environment is, you know, is really key. One of the very interesting things that I've come across in terms of, you know, talking with some of the CIOs uh, from uh, from the you know the various campuses is that with respect to to smart city. You know what they want to do is they want to turn the campus into a lab and to to be able to uh, enable various st 
student organizations, classes, engineering departments, etc., to deploy various IoT-related um, instrumentation or devices on the campus so they can participate um, you know, in the ecosystem of innovation that's happening, data collection that's happening around IoT on a global basis, right? So um, part of what they see is they want to deploy an infrastructure that not only meets kind of the, the core needs, but also serves their mission as an educational institution. They don't want to have to jury-rig something on top of the library to, uh, you know, host an IoT sensor. They'd much rather deploy an infrastructure where they can put something out you know, on on the campus in a you know in a orchestrated way, in a shared way, and empower you know the students or class to then participate in you know in the ecosystem of the IoT. And so it's it fulfills you know both a core need and a you know a mission need for the, the colleges. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was working with a college on another project and they like to use their students for everything. And and in the case of your box, you're right. I can see them using it for IOTs, for study, for data analysis, the Wi-Fi for working with that, as well as, well as whatever else they're going to do with it. And the other thing I've seen is uh, I brought up like the advertising on the outside. They love to use their own marketing students to do advertising and things like that. It's just, you know, you I, I think it's uh, with a business, you know, you, you're you have limited resources, but at a college, you really have unlimited resources. You just have to know which professor to assign it to to get the job done, and and it, it it's, it's so much value. The value is tenfold because it's not only what can they do and what what's it all about, but what can the kids learn from it? What to educate them, you know, for when they get out in the real world, so to speak. But it really is a real world product. It's pretty awesome. So, hey. Is there any? Do you guys want to promote anything, or do you have anything upcoming? Anything you want to talk about? I, I mentioned BigBelly.com. That's probably the best way to see your product. Are there? Is there any other way uh, you want people to reach you guys? Uh, no, I think that's that's uh, that's it. If you you know anybody that wants to um, to connect with Layla or myself, um, BigBelly.com or you know Jay Ryan at BigBelly.com would be my my. Uh, email address. Would be happy to engage with uh, you know people that uh, are involved in the ecosystem and are looking for innovative ways to to get things deployed. I think that's great. I just like to thank both of you for being on the show. So thanks. I appreciate it. Okay, Wade. Thanks very much. Be in touch. So what do you think of the interview? Was that great? Does it make you think? Does it make you realize that the possibilities to improve the smart city are out there? That we can do so much more than we have been doing. To me, it has. Big Belly is truly an amazing company, and they've evolved in a way that I wouldn't have even thought possible, you know, say five years ago. But now we're seeing that anybody can do it in any industry. So let's get cranking. Let's think of some new ideas, and let's get moving on them. Before I started the interview, Layla made a really powerful statement, and I'm going to play it here because it really, it really hit home with a lot, I, a lot of what I think Big Belly stands for as far as the smart city goes and a lot of the evolution ideas that they have. So I'm just going to play it. So here it is. 
The great thing about what we do is that it just makes sense and we have all of the, the data and the references to kind of back that. And the, you know, the, the best thing is that we now have been really able to um, master what we call smart waste and recycling and being able to place that in cities and make a very meaningful difference to their operations but then now take it a step further and actually hopefully deliver even more value to the community and the constituents by being able to put in more applications and, and more infrastructure into um, this, you know, this location that we already have. So what I tell you, that was pretty powerful stuff, right? All right, everyone. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya! <laughs>